0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office
1: feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft CoPilot. That feeling when CoPilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When CoPilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when CoPilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com/slash AI for all. You don't always have to like him, but you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy
0: Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Halfway through uh, January already, and you start to notice the days are getting a little longer. That's always welcome. Uh, Later on this hour, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Day, retired former commanding officer of Canada's National Anti-Terrorism Military Forces Special Forces Unit JTF-2, joined Task Force 2. He'll be joining us. Uh, Couldn't talk to uh, Colonel Day yesterday, but he'll be with us now as uh, ISIS loses territory in Syria and Iraq, ditto Al-Qaeda in some of their strongholds, will the terror attacks on so-called soft targets in the West increase? And uh, what are the options available to people responsible for our security? Coming up on Friday next will be the inauguration of President Donald Trump, 45th President of the United States. And the New York Times, the Washington Post, Time Magazine, NBC, ABC, CBS, and other mainstream U.S. media remain in shock at the prospect of a Donald Trump presidency. There are going to be marches and protests, apparently a dance party outside Vice President-elect Pence's home. Hollywood celebrities are refusing to perform at the inauguration. Some who said they would have now canceled. And uh, there are those who are praying, maybe scheming, for a last-minute cancellation of the inauguration of Donald Trump. So how bad is it going to be with Trump in the White House Joining me on the program, as he has many times over the last 10 years, is Dr. Zudi Jasser, co-founder of the Muslim Reform Movement in the U.S., president of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, former U.S. Navy lieutenant commander and author of Battle for the Soul of Islam. Zudi, you've never been a—thank you for joining us—you've never been a, a, a real supporter of Donald Trump.
1: No, I haven't. And, uh, but I will tell you, I am a supporter of my president. And as a conservative, uh, you know, I uh, said on the day he was elected that we conservatives will hold him accountable to our values. And I think it is beyond bizarre at uh, how, how apoplectic the left is and, and how unreasonable they are as far as his coverage. And unfortunately, what that does is feed into sort of the hysteria that was part of the campaign and actually makes it much, much worse. And you know, if you look at this, it's uh, that hashtag not my president and other things. they're just trying to invalidate the be- the very substrate of our democracy. And you really you know when we're trying to fight ideological wars, as you know I am against political Islam and collectivist movements around the world, uh, we need to come together, and yes, we'll hold them accountable. But he hasn't even taken office yet, and and yes, the the uh, Mr. Trump has something to do with this. Yeah, some of his you know sloppy verbiage and his inability to be clear on what he meant, uh, his uh, sort of scorched earth, uh, bullish campaigning was problematic. But ninety plus percent of this, now that the election's done, is we need to keep our democracy stable, be reasonable, and if you look at his cabinet appointments, whether. As a physician, seeing Tom Price being selected as Health and Human Services, a sound conservative. Uh, seeing uh, a number of the other, whether it's Secretary Kelly for Homeland Security, uh, Secretary uh, um, you know uh, Mattis, who's going to be Department of Defense uh, Secretary. So these appointments are, are fantastic for the most part, and we need to just hold them accountable. That's all. Deal with truth, not with fabrication. So what,
0: else is, what are the dangers to the United States internally? from from what you're seeing, all of the consternation, as you said, the uh, the almost uh, at times maniacal uh, demands that Trump be removed before he ever becomes President of the United States. The left media speaking to the unhappy uh, supporters of Hillary Clinton. It just feeds upon itself. The snowball gets larger and larger and larger. Ultimately, what's the danger to the to the United States?
1: Yeah, the danger is is that we end up forgetting what our values are and allowing uh, basically it, it's just fascinating if you look at the hypocrisy. Uh, Secretary Hillary Clinton was very entangled with Russia even though she verbally seemed to be a bit more hawkish obviously than Mr. Trump is. She, Her foundation was deeply entangled with Qatar and yes when the hearings were being held I was concerned about Rex Tillerson's uh, connections with Russia and his history with Qatar and some of the same issues but uh, uh for crying out loud the, the hypocrisy from the left coverage of these issues is just bizarre as if now we've become uh, um uh, and i think mr tillerson i was a very that was probably the only appointment i was very concerned about for the most part answered a lot of questions in a very succinct clear way uh, i don't think i think he should have answered the question from rubio about uh, whether. Putin was a war criminal with a quick affirmative yes, and he did not, so I was very disappointed in that. But uh, at the end of the day, he said now he's uh, looking out clearly for America's interests and not the corporate interests of Exxon.
0: Now, I that uh, that question by Marco Rubio about uh, Tillerson declaring during his confirmation hearing that uh, Putin is a war criminal, and I did it on this basis. If during your confirmation hearing you declare the president of Russia to be a war criminal, doesn't that really put even the very preliminary conversations after Trump becomes president, doesn't that just put that those very early conversations on a negative footing if you've already declared that the president of Russia is a war criminal?
1: I, I get it, and I could have seen some hedging, um, which would have been, uh, and, and and I agree, you, you want to, as uh, Secretary of State, he's going to be the lead diplomat, so you don't want to start your diplomacy on a declarative way that he's a war criminal. But he should have gotten a tip to the hat. I mean, every Syrian-American I talked to was just flabbergasted that he couldn't even mention the hospitals, the children that were killed by bombs from Russian airplanes, the Russian military that is operating there, the the coalescence with uh, Hezbollah in Iran, I mean, while Mr. Tillerson was getting an award from Putin in 2013, Russia was helping Iran bypass sanctions from the West. He should have uh, been asked about that. So there are some issues there that I would have wanted some uh, a bit more clarity from him, and he could have hedged in a way that left him some openings to have a good relationship, at least productive, with Putin. But no, I agree. Uh, at the end of the day— We need
0: to be stronger. I I agree with that. It's just that declaring the man you're going to have to do business with as the chief diplomat of the United States, declaring him a war criminal before you become confirmed of the secretary of state, damages the relationship before it ever gets started. Although we understand that they, I don't know if they're friends, at least they're friendly, Tillerson and, uh, and Putin. What do you expect is going to happen in Washington on Friday? Is there real reason for concern about this?
1: Well, I think, you know, once the apoplexy uh, starts to go away, they're realizing uh, there's not 12 balls as Obama had, but only three balls. And uh, once uh, the executive branch has changed over and you start to have uh, the machinations of government begin, they'll realize that it's not about one man. It's an entire branch with, with accountability built in. And, yes, the fourth estate, uh, the media will hold them accountable, but it should not be a hostile, antagonistic uh, a relationship. I hope they're going to settle in on on clear issues and engage on substance rather than simply on uh, shouting and hysteria.
0: Are you afraid that Trump may engineer policies which are directly negative to to non-whites? That's another thing I continue to hear regularly from angry trump opponents and that the muslim community is particularly worried and then who represents the u.s muslim community as you know care seems to be demanded that it be accepted in that role and you've debated them on this program
1: yeah the the lead islamist apologist keith ellison who is running for the head of the democratic party declared two days ago that we now have a quote-unquote white supremacist in the white house i mean that is the most absurd thing that that could be stated. I mean that the, it seems like the Democrats and the left are embracing their own radical uh, and identity rather than really trying to bring our country together. Uh, there's no evidence that that is going to happen uh, their uh, bottom line is that the New Year's party for uh, uh, Mr. Trump he invited uh, very wealthy individuals from the Middle East, including the billionaire in, in uh, Dubai that he had done business with so. This is a guy who's part of the global economic establishment, and having said that, uh, there's no way he's going to be anti-Muslim. A lot of the bloviating he did during the campaign I think we're going to see gives way to, if anything, I think he'll end up being too soft on radical Islam, because the, as you and I have talked many times, the the core root cause are these petro-Islamic countries, which I don't think they're going to be strong enough against. So. The left is just using us Muslims as a as a tool to say he's going to be anti-Islam. Uh, Secretary uh, hopefully select uh, Sessions. Uh, I think uh, the the commentary from Muslims about what he's going to do is absurd. I testified to Senator Sessions and I sent a letter to the Judiciary Committee this week, basically saying if you look at the transcript of my interaction with him, he talked about Islam being a beautiful religion, and that it's just been hijacked. So. The reality of the verbiage of what many of these appointments in the Trump administration have said belies some of the hysteria from Muslims and others on the left.
0: Just to conclude, Zudi, there was an election held. 30 out of 50 states voted for Donald Trump. The fact that the plurality of voters chose Hillary Clinton is irrelevant because the plurality is represented by voters in California and New York primarily, and those states just have huge populations, and that accounts for the plurality. There was an election. It was a Democratic election. Even the Democrats who are challenging the Russian involvement, whatever it may turn out to be, in the election are not questioning Donald Trump's victory at the polls, and now it's an issue of Americans on both sides saying he's the president of the United States, let him do his job, and we'll watch him, and hopefully they'll watch him more objectively than Barack Obama was watched.
1: I couldn't agree more. And I'll remind you, which which I'm sure you know, but remind your listeners that we're a republic. We're not a democracy. We're a federal system. And thank God we don't have simply California and New York deciding on the fate of who is elected in federal offices nationally because there's a reason the Founding Fathers... Had a Senate bicameral legislature that was uh, one based on uh, two from every state and then a House based on population because it needed a balance of the interests that vary from state to state. And the election of the president should not be any different because, and, and it's amazing the left believes in diversity, wants to simply go by a simple popular vote uh, mandate rather than to say, if we're a diverse country, that diversity needs to be represented across the country, and not simply based on population bases. And there's some data that shows if we move simply three counties, it would wipe off that three million difference uh, in the uh, tally. So I hope uh, we continue to move. I think you're going to find the Trump administration is probably going to be more towards the center than anyone predicted, and probably too too much to the center for some of us conservatives even.
0: you thanks for the time. Always appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with you.
1: Thank
0: you, Roy. appreciate it. Take care. Dr. Zutty Jasser, he's the author of Battle for the Soul of Islam and co-founder of the Muslim Reform Movement in the United States, president of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, and a former U.S. Navy lieutenant commander. 1-800-263-2428. My number, 1-800-263-2428. Let's just get to this this question. Let's get to this question, which cuts right to the core of all of the anti-Trump, rhetoric that's going on in the U.S. and the pro-Trump positions that are taken in the United States. On Friday, after he takes the oath of office, will Donald Trump be the legitimate president of the United States? What's your point of view? On Friday, after he takes the oath of office, will Donald Trump be the legitimate president of the United States? Many say no. What do you say? Eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight.